Welcome to Student Success Stories, the podcast where we spotlight academic success at Baylor. I'm your host, Carol Croson. Today, we visit with Sydney Graham, a corporate communication student from Edmond, Oklahoma. Sydney gives us great insight on how to make studying exciting, as well as how to push through some of the burnout that might happen during a study session. I hope you'll listen in to hear how her co-curricular experiences have enhanced her entire Baylor journey. Hi, Sydney. Thanks so much for joining us today on Student Success Stories. Yes, of course. I'm excited. (laughs) I'm excited to talk about this all with you. Good. Great. Well, if you don't mind, if you'll just introduce yourself to our audience and maybe share a little bit about where you're from and what brought you to Baylor. Yeah. Okay. Um, Well, I am Sydney Graham and I am from Edmond, Oklahoma, which is a suburb of Oklahoma City. Um, And I got to Baylor um, a few years ago, I guess. It has gone by so fast. But um, when I was looking at colleges, I didn't really want to stay in Oklahoma. Um, I don't have any ties to Baylor at all. None of my family went to Baylor. Um, I didn't really know anybody at Baylor. Um, but when I was looking at colleges, my counselor in high school made me look into Baylor. And it's kind of funny to think as at first I was like, no, I do not want to go to Baylor. That does not sound interesting to me at all. Um, but then a little bit later, I was interested in occupational therapy. Um, and so then became kind of more familiar with Baylor then and their preoccupational program. Um, and was just kind of looking at all of the options um, outside of Oklahoma and schools that would be great programs um, and Baylor just kept sticking out to me. Um, And so when I got to orientation and, or I guess orientation comes a little bit later, but when I was getting more familiar with Baylor itself and trying to figure out what I wanted to do in college, what I wanted to major in, I realized that I did not want to do occupational therapy, but I still wanted to go to Baylor. Um, and anyway, long story short, ended up at Baylor because I visited um, and loved the campus and all the people I met and everyone that we talked to about who'd gone to Baylor or was familiar with Baylor, everybody just always loved it. And so somehow I would say by the power of the Lord, <laughs> ended up at Baylor um, and uh, just had to have had the greatest four years ever. So that's kind of the long story about how I got there. But, That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm so glad. Well, tell me about um, the program that you're in. Yes. So I am um, a corporate communication major, and I've been a corporate communication major throughout my whole time at Baylor, actually. And my junior year got some info about a four plus one program that communication was going to start. And before that, was not really interested in grad school at all. And wasn't really familiar or interested, but was or got info about this 4 plus 1 program um, and decided that I would apply. So basically what it looked like is I have taken, I guess, graduate courses and master's courses throughout my senior year. And then we'll do um, another year of master's classes and then we'll graduate this upcoming May, so May of 2019, um, with both my bachelor's and my master's. So it's just an extra year of school to um, get both degrees, and which is awesome because a lot of places, um, communication master's is two years. So this basically just cuts a year off of that. Um, and it has honestly been an incredible program. I am one of four or five in the first cohort 
of four plus one students and it has been awesome. And I have gotten incredible experiences and built a lot of relationships that I wouldn't have otherwise, but it's basically just this program, um, a plus one year to get your master's in communication. And it has been awesome. Great. Yeah. That sounds really, really neat and a great way to get ahead and save that extra year. So yes. Well, while you've been a student, um, Mm -hmm. what are some study strategies that you've implemented to help you be successful in your coursework? Yeah. So something that I took me a little bit to figure out, but I really, something that was helpful for me to, when I studied was to set up my study spot and to get all the, um, utensils and the tools that I would use all ready to go. So I, would do things that would get me really excited about studying, which made me more productive, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm kind of nerdy about planners and pens and colors. And I, when I kind of realized that I really liked this planner that some of my friends had recommended, I would get really excited about it. And so that was something I would like put my study times in my planner um, with like certain colors. And that was honestly helpful for me because it made me kind of get excited about studying in kind of a nerdy way of it just kind of set me up of, okay, this is fun for me to organize. And I would organize my study, my pre-studying um, in a way that made me feel really productive. So then when I went into studying, I was kind of ready to be engaged and I was in tune with what I had to work on, um, which was one thing that I think ended up really working for me and really in a strange way spurred me to be really productive. But another thing I think that worked for me was um, when I would study, I would be really gracious with myself. I learned to be gracious, um, meaning that if I were to get tired or if I were to fade a little bit, um, to give myself a little bit of grace. So every hour I'd give myself about five minutes um, to like, just like regroup and see how I was doing and check in. And that was something that I learned later in my studying was at the beginning, I would really push myself and feel like I really had to work really hard for a really long period of time. Um, which honestly just kind of dug me a hole and made me less productive and kind of burned me out a little bit. Um, so I learned to be gracious and to listen to myself and listen to my needs when I studied. Um, and if I needed to, I would get up and like take a lap around the library or take a lap wherever I was. Um, and to be gracious with knowing what I needed. Um, and basically to just listen to when my body was tired or when my mind was tired or when I was fading. Um, and to work hard, but to also be gracious and to listen to give myself a little bit of a little bit of time to recognize what I needed, and that also led to productivity too, which that's was helpful. Great, yeah. Just really understanding yourself. I think that's something that is easy to overlook when you're just yeah. going and trying to accomplish and get things done. But yes. taking that yeah. time to check in and make sure you're where you need to be, or if you're not, taking that break you need and yeah, right back. That's good. Yeah. It took me too long to realize that that was how I worked best. And that was really helpful for my studying um, was to just listen to what I needed. <laughs> Who would have thought? I know. <laughs> that would be so helpful. <laughs> I think that's a lesson that will be helpful to you for the rest of your life. That's a, yeah. good, thing, a good thing to know. Yes. And now I so, can 
I'm just now very curious. So you mentioned, it sounds like there's this planner that you really like. Can you share what the planner is? I would love to share about the planner. Oh my gosh. Um, So it's called a passion planner. And if you were to look it up on Instagram or on social media, it looks really intimidating. Like they have all these really beautiful templates and just like calligraphy and all of these things, but it is so helpful. Um, I find it helpful because it organizes your day by like every 30 minutes. And so when I was at my peak of undergrad and I was really busy with organizations and things going on, I could put in my like meeting times and in my class times. And that way it was helpful for me to also put in my study time. Um, and that was something that I could plan for was to be like, okay, I have from two to five, I have, I don't have a meeting and I don't have class. So this is when I study in which I'd also set up my class schedule a little bit to where that was helpful. But, um, I would go ahead and cause I had those 30 minute blocks out automatically. My planner did that for me. I was able to just highlight in yellow usually is my study time. Um, and so I could, that was, planner made it easy for me to delegate when I would study, when I had class, when I had things going on. So it's called the passion planner and it also has like weekly motivational goals um, and quotes, and it's very encouraging, and I really enjoy it. <laughs> Great, that's so, good. Yeah, I know that's very important to have a strategy, um, mm-hmm. especially when you are involved in lots of things. So, speaking of your on-campus involvement, what were some of the or are some of the organizations that you've been involved in? Mm-hmm. So, I was most involved with. Greek life in my sorority. Um, so I was involved in Kappa, um, and held multiple positions there. So that was probably took up most of my time. And I loved my time in Kappa and loved all the friends that I made and all the experiences that I got to experience through that. Um, and then I also worked as a campus tour guide for a year or two, which was a blast. And I would recommend to anyone, um, and that was an awesome experience for me. I loved talking about Baylor and I loved talking to people that were interested in Baylor and um, also just students going into college in itself. That is just an overwhelming time, whether you choose to go to Baylor or not. That was just a fun time to get to talk about the stage of life. Um, and then I also was involved in Lambda Pi Eta, which is a communication honor society. And then I was also the social media intern for um, the communication department my last year, um, this past year. So that was also a blast as well, was to work with um, Jane Dameron and to get to get to know other communication students. So those are, I think, my big four um, involvement organizations that I was plugged into on campus. So awesome. Yeah. Well, when you think about those co-curricular experiences that you had Mm -hmm. outside of um, your classes, Mm -hmm. are there any things that really stand out to you that are experiences you got to have that you feel like are going to help propel you into the next phase of your life? Yes, absolutely. Um, I would say a couple of those things that come to mind is one, um, when I was involved in Kappa, I uh, got to engage a lot with some alumna um, and with our advisor. And so that really challenged me 
And I also had to organize several events with alumna, um, which was very helpful to me because it taught me, I think a lot of times it was easy for me to get kind of caught up in this college bubble. Uh, and my all, all I ever interacted with was co- were college students um, and my professors, but mainly just college students. And a lot of the times I was really just planning for myself um, and engaging with myself. I wasn't really worried about, I didn't have to organize many things for other people. And so my experiences through Kappa really forced me to broaden my horizons um, and to engage with other alumna and advisors that I wouldn't have otherwise. Um, And it also just challenged me um, to be, to be bold um, and to be confident and to have these responsibilities and to take them kind of bull by the horns and organize and plan for. And I went to a national convention with Kappa, which was incredible and gave me the opportunity to meet other students um, or I guess other Kappas all around the country, um, which was awesome and unlike anything I had ever experienced before um, and allowed me to travel the country meeting all of them, um, which was awesome and very fun and something that I had also never done before. Um, And I also just got to build relationships and resources and meet people that could help me in other stages of life. So awesome. uh, that was something that was helpful. Kind of definitely uh, introduced me to a new group of people that I wouldn't have otherwise, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I would also say another thing that was really influential that something I was involved in was I studied abroad um, <laughs> in between my sophomore and junior year during the summer. Um, and that obviously was incredibly eye-opening and I met one of my very best friends on study abroad and it's funny cause she's getting married in a few months. Um, and I am going to be in her wedding, which is so fun because otherwise I wouldn't have met her if it wow. wouldn't have been for study abroad. Um, and so I really met incredible people those five weeks that I was there. Um, and was also just able to study in Florence, which I wouldn't have done otherwise, and really just got to see the world um, in a different view, uh, from a different point of view, which is something I wouldn't have otherwise. So that was really influential for me, too. That's great. Experience. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've yet to speak to someone who studied abroad that didn't have just an incredible yeah. experience. So that's yeah. fabulous. Um, well, thinking back about um, kind of your study routine and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. A lot of people feel like the way they start their day really affects the way that their day is going to go. So mm-hmm. is there anything that you like to do in the morning that really sets you up for success for the rest of the day? Yes. Um, so I love to run and, um, I, in the mornings would always try, I have this specific routine. So I'd always try to run in the mornings. Um, and I would also try to do my class schedule like the semester before, um, to where I would give myself time to run in the mornings. Cause I knew that that was really helpful for me. Um, and kind of gave me time to clear my mind um, and take a couple of deep breaths and really do that well. I don't do time for myself. Um, and it took me a while to realize that running was a way that I could have time for myself and that that was really helpful for me and my motivation to do well and stay engaged during the day. So um, I would usually get up in the mornings and run and then I would go back and shower 
and take a few deep breaths and get ready um, and then go off for class. But really, um, that 45 minutes to an hour in the mornings that I gave myself and whether it was running or not, I would usually try to get up and give myself a little bit of time, um, allowed me to kind of take a deep breath and not to wake up and just basically run out the door and kind of feel like I was behind a little bit. I really work well, um, when I'm quiet for a little bit before I start all the craziness of the day and running gave me the ability to do that. So whatever that looked like, I usually tried to give myself time to take a deep breath, time to myself before I ran out the door. So, yeah, it just sounds like it kind of connects with during your studying, being gracious and, and listening in. It's kind of giving you that time at the beginning of the day with yourself, maybe even helps those check-ins to be right here. Well, when you have been on campus studying, are there any special spots that you really like to study? Yeah. Um, so I am a big fan of Jones library. I love Jones. Um, I would always get a table by the windows. So I enjoyed being there. Um, I also enjoyed being in the sub on the second level, kind of near Barfield drawing room and one of the tables around there. Um, those are my really go-to study spots. I'm trying to think of any other places that I really love to go to. Um, but those are my main two. I'm trying to think. I also loved Armstrong Browning, mm-hmm. uh, but sometimes I need a little bit of noise. Actually, I do. Uh-huh. <laughs> if I can just have my headphones in and just like kind of hear um, white noise around me. So sometimes Barfield drawing or not, um, Armstrong Browning was a little too quiet for me. Um, but yeah, it was mainly the sub and Jones Library. Awesome. And then I go to Castle Law sometimes and study in their lab. Oh yeah. Are there any places off campus where you like to study? Yes, yeah, so I'm actually a big off campus studier. So I spend most of my time off campus, I would say. Um, and I really enjoy coffee shops. So I would go to um, my big ones are Starbucks. I actually just study at Starbucks a lot. Um, but also Dichotomy and Pinewood and then Native Sentence, the new one over in Woodway. I love to trek out there too. Um, so I was a big coffee spot studier. I do love a good chai tea latte. So I will go anywhere where I can get one of those. <laughs> All right. That's your go-to. Huh? That's my go-to. <laughs> awesome. Well, kind of switching gears. One yeah. of, I feel like one of life's greatest teachers sometimes can be a challenge that we overcame or maybe even a mistake that we made that we really learned a lot from. Mm-hmm. Have you had any experience like that that's really helped inform more who you are? Yeah, absolutely. Um, there are a couple of things that come to mind when a couple stories, so I can tell a few. But um, one that really sticks out to me was my freshman year. And this kind of has to do with or more with studying and study habits. But my freshman year and my first semester, I was in like a 2000 level geology class. Um, and again, I was communication major. So this wasn't in my area of interest or expertise. And it was just a university requirement. And a lot of the other courses that I would have taken were full. So I was a little bit nervous about this upper level class. To me, it was considered upper level um, class Mm -hmm. in my first semester at Baylor. And so I was doing okay in the class and doing fine. And I would do okay on the test, but I never really felt like I 
fully had like the best resources. I really knew and I, and I really knew that I wasn't studying well for the tests in that class. Um, and the class structure was really that we would just take notes during our class period. And I would just use those notes to study. But at the end of the semester, I realized when I went to return my books, I was like, Sydney, you had the book to the class the whole time and you didn't use it. Like you just, I just didn't realize that I should use the book even though we didn't use it in class. And I remember on the last day I like scrolled through and I was like, we studied all of these things. And I was like, that would have been so helpful for me to have used the book, but I didn't even think about that resource because we didn't use it or talk about it in class. Um, and I know that a lot of times I will buy books for my class, but I won't use the book. We don't use it in class or sometimes we wait to not buy the book. Um, but for me in that time, I really would have benefited if I would have known how to use my resources and use the things that have been given to me. Um, and so looking back on that, it became kind of a staple when I would think about preparing for my tests and for my classes was to think of all of the resources that I could use, whether I'd been given to them by the professor or not. Um, but that first little not using the book, that first little thing where I totally forgot to use the book and didn't realize that that could be a resource kind of stuck with me for the rest of my time. Um, because it kind of became this reminder of, Hey, make sure you have all your resources to do your best. Um, so it's kind of funny to think back that I just didn't even realize that I could have used my book. Um, and I kind of think back like, Sydney, you should die. You should have used your book, but it just didn't cross my mind. Um, going that first semester of how to study, I wasn't sure. So that was something that I learned from definitely, um, was how to recognize all my resources. And also I think I, throughout my whole time in college, I've been really hard on myself. Um, and I have really high expectations for my grades, high expectations for my performance in my organizations, my involvement in my organizations, um, the ways that I engage with my friends and how I treat my friends. And I just have really high expectations and I try to balance it all beyond what I can. And I try to over control. And that is something that has just always been ingrained in me. And my sophomore year when I held a position in Kappa and I was also um, working at the visitor center, there was just a lot going on. And I was trying to over control all of these things um, and trying to give myself a hundred percent in all of these areas, which was something that I couldn't do. Um, and by over involving myself, I tried to over control and um, therefore tried to over control other people in a way um, and had high expectations for other people. I didn't give myself any, again, grace or time to relax or any slack. Um, and what I found was at the end of that, I, a wore myself out, B wore other people out, um, by my over controlling. And I really felt like I was so busy and in my head, I was like, Sydney, you're so busy and blah, 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 blah. And, um, I really overworked myself, which caused me to be harder on myself and harder on everyone else. Cause I just felt like I couldn't get it together. Mm -hmm. Um, and in the end, looking back on that, I realized that my overworking myself was really the root of all of my stress and tension, I guess, that could have been between me and other people. And not that there became this high tension, um, but my need to over control really kind of failed me in the ways that I wanted 
to best treat those positions and treat my schoolwork and treat the things that I was involved in. Um, and at the end of that year, I really had to go home uh, for the summer and just like take a deep breath at the end of all of that. Um, and it took me a while to realize that I had just overworked myself because I had all these really high expectations because I wanted to do all of it. Um, and I'm glad I made the effort and the shot at doing all of it. Um, but I could have handled that better. And I think that's definitely something I learned was my own, I feel like I needed to be stressed. So I created stress. Mm. Um, and that was something that I, looking back, should have and needed to just take a deep breath because I overworked myself and I felt the need to be stressed um, when that wasn't really necessarily something that would obviously was fruitful at all for me. Um, and I definitely could have handled that whole situation a, a lot better and been more productive and fruitful in my time. Um, wow. so. Well, and it really sounds like that has informed a lot of the processes that you've put in place now, especially those mm-hmm. check-ins, those periodic check-ins and really yeah. seeing how you're doing. That's great. Yes. That was one of the, those humbling and grounding moments of, okay, I have to, check in and I have to be gracious and I have to be quiet sometimes because look where that got us last time. Mm. So definitely I'm glad that I had those experiences and had something to learn from. Um, But again, it was also could have been prevented and avoided in other ways. That's powerful. Thank you for sharing that. Of Of course. The next question I have is thinking about um, just maybe some different resources on campus and has there been one or more that have been particularly useful to you? Mm -hmm. So I actually, my freshman year went to the tutoring center, um, the free tutoring in Sid Rich. And that was so helpful for me um, in my religion class specifically. Mm -hmm. And I think I went in there for my geology class as well, but definitely my religion course. Um, I would go online and I would, check the times where I could go in. And that was one of the most helpful resources for me that freshman year was to go in. And there was a, just another older student there um, to help me go over the information and study better. And it's, I'm a verbal processor a hundred percent. And so going in there and having someone to talk to um, and to basically bounce ideas off of and test my knowledge with, was really helpful. So I really enjoyed going to the tutoring center and that was definitely something that I would recommend to anyone and everyone um, in those freshman and sophomore level courses is to take advantage of the tutoring center. Absolutely. Good. Yes. Great. Well, yes. awesome. That was definitely helpful. Good. Well, I just have one more question for you, Sydney, and this is thinking about the future yeah. But as you are getting closer to finishing this five-year program, what mm-hmm. are your hopes beyond Baylor? Yes, that is such a good question because I, I'm asking myself that right now as well. Um, but it's kind of funny. Things are beginning to take a turn that I wouldn't have planned for. Um, and my hopes are now and dreams beyond Baylor are now a lot different than they were a year ago. Um, and that's something that this plus one program has really opened my eyes to is what I'm actually interested in and what I'm actually passionate about and is something that I wouldn't have 
known or understood otherwise. So it's a great question because it's changed a lot due to this graduate program. Um, and I've been given a lot of opportunities and that I wouldn't have otherwise. So um, I'm actually hoping to um, kind of pursue a little bit more of a research interest. Um, and I'm interested in kind of looking, I'm interested in TED Talk organizations and um, different things that spur thought and insight and research um, and kind of where the movement is going. And I'm really interested in Brene Brown and shame and vulnerability and um, writing and speaking and all of those things. Um, and so right now I'm working on some things in the graduate program and some topics and I'll be presenting a paper at a convention, which is really exciting that I wouldn't have done a year ago, um, which has kind of opened my eyes to some interest that I have. But now we are kind of just looking forward beyond Baylor um, to doing a little bit more research and being more engaged in speaking and writing and um, humanities and shame and vulnerability and Brene Brown and whatever that looks like and will turn into. Um, those are my interests and we hope to keep looking at those type of topics, whatever those may lead me. Um, so long answer, but yes, we will see. How exciting. Well, what is your favorite? You may not be able to pick a favorite, but do you have a favorite Brene Brown book that you've read? Yes. So I have read multiple. I think my favorite right now is Braving the Wilderness. Um, but the gifts of imperfection is also a great one. Um, they really kind of were like life changers for me. So would absolutely recommend them to anyone. Absolutely would be those two. Those are both on my list. So I will move them up closer yes. to the top. <laughs> I would definitely recommend that. <laughs> Good. Well, Sydney, thank you so much for taking your time to visit with us. And of course, sounds like your future is very bright and I appreciate you um, being open to sharing your experience and these great tips and techniques you're using to be successful. Yes, I hope that they are helpful. And if anything, um, I think that my professors have been so helpful in this whole process. So I think my one last bit that I also feel really strongly about is to get to know your professors because they have definitely changed a lot of things for me. So thank you so much for having me and letting me talk about my time at Baylor and all of my experiences. Um, it really was so fun and an honor to talk to you. Oh, well, thank you, Sydney. Have a good day. Thank you so much. You too. Wow, it's so great to hear from Sydney and all the exciting possibilities that her future holds. It sounds like making connections with faculty have been a huge part, as well as finding out about this neat 4 plus 1 master's program in communications. I hope you found some great takeaways um, from this week's episode that can help enhance your Baylor journey, and I hope you'll join us next week as we share another student success story. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Student Success Stories. You can keep up with the podcast and subscribe to episodes by searching Student Success Stories on iTunes or go to our website at baylor.edu slash SSI slash podcast for a direct link to subscribe and also a link to listen. You'll find all the show notes from this episode there. 
Music for student success stories is Cherry Monday by Kevin McLeod. You can hear more of Kevin's music at incompetech.com.